You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That will do it. The final two seconds tick away, and the Kings have gotten the win. And Dave Yeager exults with a pumped fist just off the side. Members of the bench coming over to congratulate him, along with his assistant coaches. And you can just sense the relief oozing out of every pore of not only the head coach, but virtually everybody on the coaching staff. This is a sweet Sacramento victory. No question about it. Welcome in to another edition of Locked on Kings. I'm your host, Jason Ross, hopefully ready for a good week of Kings basketball. We concluded a rough week of Kings basketball with a win yesterday for the Sacramento Kings in Toronto. We'll recap that coming up here on today's podcast. A lot for us to get to want to remind you about some other ways to check out the entirety of the Locked On Network because right now on the Locked On Raiders podcast, you'll get the very latest from Bill Williamson on the Raiders' great win last night in Oakland against Denver as the Raiders continue to stay hot. Also, you want a little contrast to that. How about Locked On 49ers with John Lund as they continue to give up yards upon yards upon yards after their loss to the New Orleans Saints? But catch up with either of those podcasts, Locked On Raiders, Locked On 49ers, all apart of the Locked On Network. But here, we're focusing on the Sacramento Kings. And again, tell your friends, let people know that we are here talking about your team, the Sacramento Kings, each and every day, Monday through Friday, here on Locked On Kings, whether it's Google, Google Play, iTunes, give us ratings and reviews there, Stitcher, and Audio Boom. Of course, all the different outlets you can find us. Send me comments at JasonRoss1140 and certainly comments on my email, jason.ross at cbsradio.com. But let's get down to it. Let's go ahead and talk about what happened with the Sacramento Kings over the last couple of days. Since our last podcast on Friday, the Kings played Saturday. Not going to spend a lot of time on this game because I think the Kings played their worst game of the season. It was game four of this five-game road trip. They were in Milwaukee and just never did anything right. Trailed the entire game, a wire-to-wire loss. Didn't defend very well. Didn't have a lot of spirit. Didn't have a lot of fire. And it was really concerning the way they played against the Milwaukee Bucks. Toledovich lit them up. Antetokounmpo had a big day. Jabari Parker was in a layup line or a dunk line, and it just was disappointing. The only positive from Saturday night, I would say, is that a lot of the rookies got their feet wet, and that's Papianis, Malachi Richardson, Scalabissier, all of them getting their first NBA hoops and some production, but that was all out of desperation because the Kings were severely outplayed. So that takes us to Sunday, in which the Sacramento Kings taking on Toronto, and you look at the layout of the road trip, how poorly it had gone for the Sacramento Kings, losing to start things out in Atlanta, losing to Miami, losing in Orlando, then losing Saturday by 26 to Milwaukee. Now Sunday, they're playing the toughest team of the entire batch, Toronto Raptors, who had only lost once, and that was to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the Sacramento Kings did it, and uh, they saved their best for last on the road trip. Matt Barnes comes to the near wing, the left wing, looking now for Cousins in the low post. Got room to work on Nagara. He digs down toward the paint, spins up and under, reverse, good, and he's fouled. Oh, that was the best play DeMarcus Cousins has made other than that one drive off the dribble around Jakob Pertl in the first half for an easy flush. 
Nice move by Cousins. Temple gives to Rudy in front of the Kings bench with 10 on the shot clock. Drives baseline into a double team. Reaches up and under, reverse, hangs, drops. Oh, what a move by Rudy as he powered his way. Really had to extend through the defenders, and the Kings are up by two. Sacramento leading this one on a 7-0 run, 66 to 64. Cousins straddles the three-point arc, back to Rudy. Launches for three. Nothing but net for Rudy Kay. A rare triple for the Kings tonight. Only the fourth one they've made in 15 attempts. It gives them a three-point lead at 84-81. on top, spins away from DeRozan. Into the lane, dumps to the corner. Rudy's open for another triple. He's got the bucket. Rudy Gay from right in front of the Kings bench. Brian Gates reaching out there to whack him on the backside as he heads back up the floor to play defense. Washington on the left angle, finds Cousins, fakes the pull-up, now drives it on Pirtle, reaches with the right hand. He's got the bucket. Great strong take by Boogie Cousins. Cousins now taking it to the rim, and the Kings lead it. 90-88 to 88 is Dwayne Casey in Toronto. Called time. DeRozan drives, double clutch, blocked by Cousins, and it's grabbed now by Matt Barnes. Well, as you heard, the highlights there called by the G-Man, and it was quite a night. Let's give you a little game breakdown here. It started with the Kings trailing after one quarter, 23-20. to 20. In that quarter, the Kings found themselves down by nine, and you're thinking, well, this is the fourth game in five nights, the fifth game in seven nights, and it's not going to end well. The one little dose of encouraging news the Kings got, Rudy Gay was back in the lineup. He gave it a go. He played, and he actually played really well. But the Kings shot just 31% in that opening quarter, and uh, they worked from a 10-point deficit to pull within three at 23-20. Second quarter, the Kings had their deficit of three doubled, and so they trailed at the half 50-44. to What was a little concerning was DeMarcus Cousins didn't get his first field goal until four minutes and 42 seconds left in the half, and this was on the news of finding that Jonas Valanciunas was not playing for Toronto. He was going against Jakob Hodel, a um, rookie, and a lot of young guys up front. So I thought this was going to be a monster game for DeMarcus Cousins. It didn't play out that way, at least in the first half, but there's a couple of more quarters to go. So let's take you to the third quarter. Third quarter was the breakthrough quarter for the Sacramento Kings. Remember, they were trailing by six at the half. Then in the third, the Kings defense really showed up. They held Toronto to just 16 points in the quarter and no field goals in the last 642 of the third quarter. With all that said, the Kings led by just two, 68-66 going into the fourth quarter, and that was back and forth, tied with nine minutes to go, tied with eight minutes to go. Kings led by one with seven minutes to go. They were in the penalty, though. Toronto was for the final 655. I thought that might be a determining factor. It proved not to be. Still tied with six minutes left. Five minutes to go. The Kings lead by one. Four minutes to go. The Kings are down by one. Three minutes to go. Again, a tie game. Kings led by two with two minutes left. And then ultimately won. There were some big plays, though, in the fourth quarter. Two huge missed free throws by DeMar DeRozan at right around the two-minute mark. Rudy Gay scored nine in the fourth. And Sacramento found a way to get this win as they got 23 points from Rudy Gay, 22 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, one steal, and three blocks from DeMarcus Cousins. Costa Kufis supplied 13. Aaron Aflalo, 12. And Ty Lawson had 11 assists. The bench, a little shorter bench, but Barnes with 8 and 10. Uh, Garrett Temple continues to play well. He scored 8. Jordan Farmar in his second game played, had 3. And Omri Caspi scored a basket. But clearly, to kind of give a recap of what I thought went right for the Kings and what went wrong, but more right, defensive effort. Defense, defense, defense. Holding Toronto to 35.7%, so 36%, a season low for the Raptors. 
also holding DeMar DeRozan below 30 for the first time this season. Remember, DeRozan was the leading scorer coming into the game in the NBA. Rebounding, the Sacramento Kings were good in that department. They haven't been very good in that this season. And then points in the paint. Sacramento, 52-30 to in favor of the Kings and points in the paint over the Toronto Raptors. So they really did a lot of things very, very well in the game. And that's that's the beauty of sports. It's why you play, right? I mean, the Kings couldn't have looked worse Saturday. And they could have looked better than they played Sunday. But it was really an encouraging win because here's the team with every excuse in the book. Playing the fourth game in five nights. Not 100% healthy. Barnes still banged up. Rudy missed the game last night. They played terribly last night. Probably just anxious to get home. You're missing one of your better players in Darren Collison. But instead, the team showed some character, showed some heart, showed some fight, and found a way to stay in a game with a very good team and ended up beating the Raptors for the third consecutive time, ending up sweeping them last year and have already taken care of business in the first matchup this year. So with that said, Sacramento now 3-5 and five through eight games. So they've played basically one-tenth of their schedule. They will get Darren Collison back. That certainly will be encouraging. But they've played an NBA-high game, so nobody's played more games than the Sacramento Kings in the eight they've played so far. And they've played six road games. That is by far the most in the NBA. In fact, Toronto and Philadelphia have only played one each. Those teams have only played one road game. You've got teams like Memphis, New Orleans, Brooklyn, Detroit, Cleveland. They've only played two. So the Kings have already taken out six road games on their schedule, and now they'll be home for a while. We'll talk more about that coming up. But let's get a little reaction from... The guys playing last night in Toronto, a much-needed win. We'll start with Matt Barnes on our player reaction portion of this, and he talks about the importance of getting last night's game. And we just had to get a win. You know, we feel like on this road trip we let four games, you know, slide out of our hands. Um, we knew this was going to be a long flight if we would have went 0-5, but I think it just shows what we're capable of. You know, out of all the teams, we beat the best team you know, after a back-to-back. So, you know, we just got to stick together, and, uh, you know, we're going to start gelling, and we're going to be a problem. Coach shortened the rotation tonight, which is a little odd in the second night of a, of a back-to-back, but it seemed like you guys really had a good balance of scoring and production on the court. Yeah, I just think he went with, you know, the older guys tonight, you know, and that's no not for our younger guys because, you know, obviously it's, it, it, their time will come, but I just think he went with the older guys tonight and, and guys that he knew were going to be ready, and, uh, you know, it worked. You've, you've impacted the game in a lot of different ways at this point in the season, and rebounding has been something that's been a struggle for the team overall. You have 10 tonight. Is that just something you look at and say, this is where I make it tonight? Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, rebounding is, you know, you, you got to want to rebound. And, uh, you know, I knew that if we play small, you know, teams lack rebounding when you play small. So, you know, when I'm going up against bigger guys, I just got to outwork them. And, uh, you know, luckily I came down with 10 boards tonight. Down by uh, 11 points, middle of the third quarter again. Second night of a back-to-back end of a long road trip. What does this say about about the team to respond the way you did? Just to hang on to the rope. You know, this is a team that, you know, at times have dropped our heads when we get hit in the face. And I just think, you know, tonight, you know, that from the beginning, we knew this is a very talented offensive team. And if we could stay the course of the game, we'd give ourselves a chance to win at the end of the game. I think we got maybe seven or eight stops straight um, under the last two minutes of the game. And uh, we just continued to play for the whole 48 minutes. Well, Barnes is right. They really did stick with it, did a good job of that. Barnes was part of it. He mentioned uh, rebounding there as he was with Katie. And she talked about the boards. Barnes had 10 to go with his eight points. It's only the second time all season they have out-rebounded an opponent. And I just look forward to Matt Barnes being closer to 100% because he's done some good things in the early part of the season for the Kings. His worst game was, ironically, the game he started. 
but he's going to bring a lot of additional help to this team and 10 rebounds was very instrumental in the victory for the Sacramento Kings up next how about Aaron Aflalo we mentioned him earlier his nice start 36 minutes he scored 12 points also grabbed four rebounds and an assist was very good in defending DeMar DeRozan and afterwards after the game he was on the radio with the G-man Gary Gerald as our post-game guest on radio what's going on I'll tell you what's going on after the disappointment of the first four games on this road trip what was the difference tonight um, I think we just made a concentrated effort to, to put more energy into the defensive end and uh, try to play with each other a little bit more offense, uh, you know, get rid of some of the frustration, and, you know, play together and play to win. It would seem like maybe the lesson hopefully is being learned that yeah. it's going to take this type of de- defensive effort on a consistent basis for this team to win. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, the way we're built uh, to stay in ball games, especially on the road, is we have to have that defensive energy. Uh, and I think it just brings a lot of positive chemistry, a lot of positive energy that can uh, transfer to the offensive end. Your defense, I see you working your fanny off out there tonight. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how much gas is left in the tank, but <laughs> fourth game in five nights, it's yeah. never, or the fifth game, I should say, in seven nights and on back-to-back. It's just not easy. Yeah, I mean, but for us, you know, if we're going to lose four and win, you know, probably be, you know, arguably the best team on at the end of the road trip, um, you know, that's a great thing for us. It's a great confidence builder to let us know that, uh, we can persevere and uh, fight through a lot of adversity. So, you know, as we go back home, it's time to take care of home and get things back in a um, positive light. Going to make that long plane ride tonight a whole yeah. lot more tolerable. Yeah, exactly, it? exactly. Thank you. And congratulations yeah. on the effort. So, as we mentioned, 12 points, 4 rebounds for Aflalo. Returning for games at home will be huge for this team with that feel-good feeling that he was talking about. Pelicans Tuesday, tomorrow. Thursday, they will host the Lakers. How about the big fella, DeMarcus Cousins, coming off a subpar game in Milwaukee like the entire team and a slow first half. He erupted in the second half, and he shared why this game was won. Um, I say a defensive effort. Uh, you know, it was a lot of multiple efforts. I think, you know, these previous games, well, specifically last night, um, we would put the effort in the, in the first, you know, I guess you could say the first rotation of the defense. And then on the strong side, we were there. On the weak side, it was, you know, no effort. So uh, multiple efforts on the defensive end. Uh, stayed poised. And, uh, you know, we didn't crumble when, you know, they made the run. So good, solid win. What kind of difference does it make in terms of, for you and Rudy, when you get a lot of offensive balance from other guys in terms of helping out with scoring? It was not a lot. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard when, you, when, you know, myself and Rudy were keyed in on every night. So uh, we need guys to step up offensively every night to um, help us with this, you know, the scoring load. Defensively tonight, just the, the job that your guards did on DeMar DeRozan. Incredible. Uh, Anna Fowler did a great job. G Tim, Rudy, uh, you know, a great job. Uh, he's playing at another level right now. So, uh, you know, to take pride in playing him d- defensively tonight, that's, 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 that's big for them. Tough road trip, but you end it with a win. You go back and face another very tough stretch, six six playoff teams in eight games. So what do you take out of this in terms of going into the next one? Um, just use this as momentum to, go, to move forward. Uh, Good, solid win. I think we got better tonight. So uh, just keep growing from this win. Well, again, for DeMarcus, played in this game against a team that did not have Jonas Valanciunas, who was sitting this one out. And it took a while for DeMarcus to to get going, but he did ultimately dominate. 
22 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks, 1 steal, and maybe the best part, 0 turnovers for DeMarcus Cousins. So we've heard the player reaction to the Kings win. Now let's hear from the coach. Probably more of a sense of relief that the Kings finally showed. The word he uses is juice. Like they had the juice yesterday in Toronto. They haven't had it this entire road trip, really. At times they haven't. Certainly they didn't have it against Milwaukee. But here's a relieved Dave Yeager after the win. Uh, you know, hard-fought game. Really, really proud of our guys playing the second night of a, of a back-to-back, our third back-to-back uh, already this season, uh, playing a team that was waiting for us, who is a very, very good team and got a lot of respect for uh, their players, their team, and their coaching staff. Uh, we did what we're hoping to make our identity throughout the course of the year and that is getting after people defensively so uh, for them to shoot 35 and a half 37 36 percent I just thought you know in the first half they made some contested shots and and shot up to in in the 40s there Uh, but our mindset is just to keep coming after them and uh, really proud of our guys it's uh, been a tough road trip and uh, it feels good to finish with a win big difference Dave not having to deal with obviously Helen Chunas in a game like this yeah, he's, uh, he's tremendous, and uh, he's tough to guard, and, um, you know, absolutely. And the job you guys did on DeRozan, you mentioned before the game about having Rudy and how that would impact that. What you think about Rudy and the guys did and trying to make it tough on DeRozan? In the- yeah, we're trying to, you know, he's feeling so good. And when he plays in crowds, if, you know, he gets upwards, he gets over 10 free throws. We tried to. Our goal was to get him under, you know, five or six. And, you know, if he makes tough shots, he is on fire right now. Uh, but he does make tough shots. But if he does, he does. And, and But we can't put our heads down. And, and that's kind of what's happened in the trip. We've taken a couple hits, and we've struggled to then come down and execute and get a shot we want or we turn it over and, you know, heads go down. Guy made some shots. We kept battling, and uh, they were rewarded at the end. DeMarcus is able to rebound the way he was tonight. What does that do? Just Obviously, it helps the numbers, but what does it just do defensively and for the way you guys are able to play when he's on the board like that. Yeah, but, you know, it's really a team, you know, every every guy had, uh, let's see, seven guys had more than two, and uh, and so, or two or more, and, and everybody got a rebound, a defensive rebound, which we needed to pitch in, and, uh, you know, keeping our turnovers down to 11 was fantastic, and I think, by and large, uh, last five or six minutes of the game, they didn't get an offensive rebound either. And so those those combination of things, you know, they, we got seven stops in a row from the 2:30 mark uh, to like the 30 second mark. I think one of the coaches said so. That if, if you hold on to that, then you know that you can weather the storms of the other things. And going back, uh, going back home, what does it just do for the kind of the psyche of the guys to have a game like this against a good team? Yeah, I think it gives you it gives you confidence that uh, you know if we do what we can do and uh, and, and have that focus. Uh, you know, obviously, I shortened the rotation uh, a little bit tonight Went with the, a lot of the older guys. I thought Rudy gave us a big boost uh, to come off and play. was was surprising to me. I was not, you know, joking with you guys before the game when I thought I did not expect him to play. Um, and he, he strapped him up and, uh, you know, made some big shots down the stretch. DeMarcus made some big shots, and then guys played off of those guys pretty well. Just wanted to shorten it, give you know get a little bit longer chance for guys to play in a rhythm together. So the last part he was asked about is the shorter rotation, and that was an interesting byproduct of the win. Coach saying he just wanted to play some more of the veterans. And what? who were the casualties there? Willie Cauley-Stein and Ben McLemore, two younger players, two guys that had been in the rotation. They did not play at all in the game last night. And you got to wonder when Darren Collison comes back, which will be Tuesday, what will that mean 
for the rotation. In the past, Coach Yeager has played a smaller and shorter rotation, has been very consistent with his starting lineup. That's why so far through the first eight games, been a little surprised how he's juggled that a lot, and we've seen a lot of different players play. But we'll see as roles continue to get defined and players continue to get comfortable. We'll see how that uh, process goes for the Sacramento Kings as the season rolls along. But I think what is exciting, and you know if you've been listening to Locked on Kings, not only am I a fan of Darren Collison, I think he is the team's third best player. I think he's going to show how important he is to this team when he comes back and he gets a lot of minutes. Just consistency. I, I think we've seen Ty Lawson give keep the ball moving and be a, a, an effective point guard, but that scoring ability that he once had in this league is just, he seems a little timid. He has not shot the ball well. He's not been able to get the line a ton, but he has distributed. He had 11 assists yesterday, but just five points did not make a field goal. And I think the threat and the consistent threat of Darren Collison will truly help this team. So getting him back on Tuesday against a New Orleans team that has had a rough start and will be playing a game tonight at Oracle, there's some things that favor the Sacramento Kings when they are playing back at home finally uh, coming up tomorrow. So what an interesting ride it's been, though, for the Sacramento Kings. And that's kind of at what I said at the beginning of the podcast today is the beauty of sports, right? When a week ago Saturday, the Sacramento Kings had finished their first three games in that first week of the season, basically. They had a win to start the season out in Phoenix. They actually played really well, I thought, against the San Antonio Spurs, but lost. But we could all kind of rationalize that. And then the Saturday game where they came from 18 down to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, People were feeling good about this team. Two and one, going out on the road for a five-game road trip with some wins that seemed to be on the table. And then missing an opportunity in Atlanta. The blown opportunity in Miami. The disappointing performance in Orlando. And then the awful performance Saturday in Milwaukee. Just led you believing, well, this team's going to be two and six when they get Collison back and they're just going to be buried already. And what a difference one win can make. That's that's the beauty of it. So you go from a week ago, a little over a week ago, feeling good about the team, then the next four games, losing all that goodwill, and then Sunday comes around, and they win in Toronto. And you feel like, you know what? Maybe they can be okay. And that's why you just got to let it all play out. You got to watch it. You got to go through the ride and the ups and the downs because they will be there for this team and for every team, but really for this team. That's the way it's been. And when you're a team that's still trying to find itself, trying to get to the 30 win and 35 win and 40 win total, you're going to have the ups and downs. And that's what this team is going through. We'll see if Collison is able to be a stabilizing force. We'll see if playing at home for the next you know good chunk of the schedule can help them out. And most importantly, the identity they seem to be forming in the preseason was a team that you can count on with defensive effort. We saw it really on prominent display in Toronto where they held the Raptors to 35.7% shooting, but a lot of good defensive plays and holding them to 91, holding the league's leading score well below his average. You have more of those nights, they're going to find ways to get wins. You have nights where you aren't giving the effort, you lose your focus, it's going to be ugly. So what is the real Sacramento Kings team going to be? Well, a lot of season left to decide that. They've only played a tenth of it. And we'll keep learning about this team more and more as the games roll on. Well, that's going to do it for us. want to encourage you to tell a friend, to let everybody know that we're here for you each and every day on Locked on Kings. And uh, follow us on Google Play, Audio Boom, Stitcher, iTunes. Leave us ratings and reviews there. 
And again, we'll be back with another edition of Locked On Kings coming your way tomorrow right here on the Locked On Network. When I wake up in the morning, love And the sunlight hurts my eyes You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you, and I know it's going to be a lovely It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.